to episode 44 of the Burning Bush Podcast, where we share the message of the Bible while enjoying a good cigar. Hope everybody's having a good week, and I just want to say, as I always do, thanks for stopping by. I really do appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to uh, listen to the podcast. It uh, really means a lot. So this week, I'm smoking a fabulous cigar, one of my all-time top favorites, and it is the Diamond Crown Maximus by J.C. Newman. So let me go ahead and take you over to their website and uh, give you the rundown on this cigar. Their website says, Stanford Newman wanted to create a hearty compliment to the wildly successful Diamond Crown line. To accomplish this, he enlisted the help of two legendary cigar families, the Fuentes and Olivas. After years of collaboration for the company's 110th anniversary, J.C. Newman launched a full-flavored, bold cigar that could only be created by these three cigar masterminds, the Diamond Crown Maximus. Exclusively hand-rolled in the Dominican Republic with Carlito Fuentes' very best master rollers, the long filler in Maximus is a secret blend of specially aged Dominican filler tobaccos. The Maximus wrapper is a special Ecuadorian tobacco exclusively grown on the El Bajo region of the Oliva's Ecuador plantation. El Bajo sits in a pristine valley where the mountain's natural minerals and nutrients, washed down by centuries of rain, have made the soil exceptionally rich, perfect for growing tobacco. The unique and remarkably smooth, full-bodied flavor of the Diamond Crown Maximus is unparalleled. Only the richest, hardiest, and darkest tobacco from the top-priming Corona of the plant is used in Diamond Crown Maximus. Because of the tobacco's weight, Carlos Fuente is able to re-bulk and re-ferment the tobacco, further contributing to its full flavor and dark color. And the Vitolas are the Double Corona, 8x50, Churchill, 7x50, Double Bellicoso, six and three quarters by fifty-four. The Pyramid, six and three eighths by fifty. Toro, six by fifty, which is what I'm smoking. The Double Robusto, five by fifty-six, and the Robusto, five by fifty. And the wrapper, the wrapper is an Ecuadorian El Bajo Sun Grown. Binder and filler are both Dominican. And they're made at the Tabacalera A Fuente factory from five-year-aged tobacco. And some of the ratings it's received are Cigar Aficionado, Top 25 Cigars of 2009. Got a rating of uh, 96 from Cigar and Spirits magazine, 93 from Cigar Journal, a 90 from Cigar Snob, and Smoke magazine gave it a rating of 95. That is the Diamond Crown Maximus by J.C. Newman. Do yourself a favor and pick some up. Uh, This is one of my all-time top favorite cigars, again, as I said at the top of the show. So run, run, run to your local brick and mortar and uh, see if they have them. All right, so let's go ahead and get back into this week's reading. Hopefully you... uh, Enjoyed last week's reading of Dr. Justin Bass's book, The Bedrock of Christianity, which we started. I read the introduction uh, and the foreword last week. Uh, 
and another uh, section before the first chapter starts. And uh, if you haven't listened to that yet, I would highly advise going back and listening to that first. As a matter of fact, if you haven't listened to all the prior episodes, I would really strongly encourage you to go back and listen to the past uh, 42 episodes prior to this. So if you want to start with uh, this book, go back and check out last week and uh, it'll get you set up with where we're going. So I'll go ahead and get started on the next section. The Bedrock Sources. Jesus' existence is just one of many facts about Jesus and early Christianity that passes this 99% threshold of agreement among scholars. There are a lot more, many of which are not even included in this book. I'm focused here on the bedrock facts that that emerge from the earliest bedrock sources for Jesus and early Christianity, Paul's early letters. Over the past 200 years of critical scholarship, these letters have been considered early and trustworthy sources in what they tell us about Paul and his movements, the historical Jesus, and some of his earliest followers like Peter. Seven of Paul's early letters are considered undisputed by virtually all scholars today. Galatians, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Romans, Philippians, 1st Thessalonians, and Philemon. Even a mythicist such as Richard Carrier does not deny the undisputed letters were written by Paul and dates them to the 50s AD. Yet, if we survey the past 200 years of critical scholarship, we must narrow that undisputed list down to four Hauptbriefe, or main letters, Galatians, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, and Romans. In the entire history of biblical scholarship, the only teaching scholars on record to deny the Pauline authorship of the Hauptbriefe were from the Dutch school of W.C. van Manen in the 19th century, which has rightly been labeled a critical aberration in the history of New Testament study. Along with Paul's four main letters, traditions and hymns concerning the historical Jesus within these early letters, preeminently the creedal tradition or formula found within 1 Corinthians 15, 3-7, give us the bedrock facts concerning Jesus' death, resurrection, appearances, and key events during the first two decades of the Christian movement. These four undisputed letters of Paul and the bedrock traditions such as 1 Corinthians 15, 3-7 quoted within them will be the primary sources for the facts laid out in this book. These bedrock facts and sources are indeed unalterable. Bedrock Facts In this book, we will go on a journey through history to establish the unalterable bedrock facts concerning Jesus and early Christianity that virtually all scholars agree on. To emphasize again what was said above, this degree of agreement is true not just today, but ever since the science of historical criticism began in the late 18th and early 19th century. These unalterable facts have passed through the fires of biblical criticism since the Enlightenment. If you do not believe me, search the relevant scholars in history from Germany, France, England, or America. All agree on these bedrock facts.
If that seems incredible, it is. One might even call it miraculous. Why is it important to know these bedrock facts? One of my goals for this book is to help followers of Jesus find the deepest, most foundational, solid rock layer, historically speaking, on which they can rely for their faith. I want to demonstrate to you what New Testament scholar and agnostic Paula Fredrickson calls historical bedrock facts known past doubting. Pastor and author Tim Keller tells a story about when he realized that the historical facts surrounding the resurrection of Jesus of Nazareth were truly the bedrock of his faith. After reading N.T. Wright's The Resurrection of the Son of God, his understanding of the historical facts undergirding the resurrection sunk down into the depths of his heart. Here's a brief account of his experience. Did I believe the resurrection of Jesus Christ? I mean, of course, I'm a minister. Did I believe in the bodily resurrection of Jesus? Sure I did. Would you say I really believed it? Sure I really believed it. Does that give you peace? Sure it gives you peace. Then I got thyroid cancer, and when I was recovering from thyroid cancer, I got a book by a bishop of Durham, N.T. Wright, called The Resurrection of the Son of God. At the end of four weeks, I put it down, and I said, Oh my gosh, it really did happen. I then felt the certainty go down three more floors, floors in my heart that I didn't even know were there. I thought I was at the basement, but there were four or five more floors of things. It just sunk down all the way to the bottom, and maybe there's still more to go. It just sunk down all the way to the bottom. With the resurrection of Jesus of Nazareth as the bedrock of your heart and faith, if it sinks down all the way to the bottom, even if new discoveries somehow demonstrated that most of the Bible was full of false information and contradictions, the bedrock facts concerning Jesus' death and resurrection would not be touched. They are unalterable. Even atheist and agnostic scholars who argue the Bible is full of errors and contradictions still affirm these bedrock facts, as you will see. In other words, they are true independent of the inspiration and or inerrancy of the Bible. While these are important Christian doctrines, whether you believe, and I do, in the inerrancy and or inspiration of the Bible is independent of Jesus' death and resurrection and the facts surrounding this event. They are true regardless. It is crucial that professing followers of Jesus all over the world know and understand the unalterable historical facts undergirding their faith. As the Apostle Paul proclaimed to the philosophers of Athens, he has furnished proof to all men by raising him from the dead. Acts 17:31. This book lays out these unalterable proofs that all believers should know, not only in order to strengthen and solidify their own faith, but also so they will go on the offensive, not the defensive, with a skeptical and unbelieving world. 
Another vital reason this book needed to be written is to let non-believers and skeptics who are interested in Christianity or even seeking to critique it know what these foundational bedrock facts of Christianity are. There is an incredible amount of misinformation out there concerning Jesus and early Christianity. In this book, you will be able to find the common ground on which both believers and non-believers agree. Another way to refer to this common ground agreement is mere historical Christianity. C.S. Lewis writes, The heart of Christianity is a myth which is also a fact. The old myth of the dying God, without ceasing to be myth, comes down from heaven of legend and imagination to the earth of history. It happens at a particular date in a particular place, followed by definable historical consequences. We pass from a Balder or an Osiris, dying nobody knows when or where, to a historical person crucified under Pontius Pilate. This book is in the spirit of Lewis's Mere Christianity, in which Lewis sought to lay out the doctrines that are agreed on by all branches of Christendom, whether Catholic, Orthodox, or Protestant. These bedrock doctrines Lewis discusses, the Trinity, Christ's Incarnation, Atonement, and others, are appropriately known as the essentials of Christianity, or as Lewis says, plain Christianity that no Christian disagrees with. In the chapters that follow, I want to lay out the plain historical facts that no ancient historian, classicist, or biblical scholar disagrees with. These plain facts concern the essential of the essentials, the death, resurrection, and post-resurrection appearances of Jesus of Nazareth, and the rise of his indestructible movement, the Nazarenes. These facts concern a historical person crucified under Pontius Pilate, as Lewis says. This is the bedrock of Christianity. As stated above, Christianity's bedrock is not the inerrancy or even inspiration of the Bible. It is not any tradition, denomination, or saint. It is instead the historical man Jesus agonizing death on a Roman cross and the extraordinary events and appearances that his earliest followers experienced soon after. This is the common ground where we must all, believers and non-believers, begin our discussions when dealing with arguably the greatest question of human history. Who was Jesus? Did the historical Jesus rise from the dead? What was the cause of this world-changing movement known as Christianity? And how do you fit into this story of Jesus? For, as Stephen Neal and N.T. Wright have written, something extraordinary must have happened in history for Christianity to have endured these last 2,000 years. Here is a great spiritual movement which has withstood the changes and chances of 19 centuries. How are we to account for it? The Roman Empire would be inexplicable without Julius Caesar and Augustus. What was the corresponding factor in the other movement in the first century AD which led to the birth 
and the growth of the Christian church? I will propose an answer to these questions, but only after we have traveled through history and understand the bedrock facts and sources concerning Jesus and his indestructible movement. As New Testament scholar George Caird wrote, Christianity is based on indisputable facts. I do not say that Christianity is the indisputable interpretation of these facts. Before we discover the first of these indisputable facts, let us begin with one of the most important and foundational meetings of early Christianity. It was a meeting between the apostolic titans Peter and Paul. This meeting will also set the stage for the chapters that follow, laying out the bedrock facts. It is an exemplar for studying history and will help us learn to engage our historical imagination. As Shakespeare suggests, and let us, ciphers to this great account, on your imaginary forces work. That'll be the end of the reading for this week of uh, Justin Bass's book, The Bedrock of Christianity. Hope uh, you're enjoying this. Uh, I know it was a really great find for me when I picked it up and uh, read through it. It's one of the best presentations of uh, the defense of the historical Jesus and uh, the resurrection, who he was, and all those things uh, that I've come across so far. And uh, I think it's really worthwhile that we go through this, especially after the uh, reading through Mike Heiser's book, What Does God Want?, which basically, again, lays out the plan of the Bible and the plan of salvation. And then uh, this is, as I said last week, the next, the next step in the progression to uh, learning more about the Bible and uh, where you want to go in your faith journey and how to uh, better defend your faith so thanks again for stopping by check out the show notes for uh, the link to this week's cigar the diamond crown maximus as i said one of my favorites and uh, check out the show notes to justin bass's website where you can pick up copies of his books and uh, groundworksministries.com i have linked as well in the show notes for daily bible studies and devotionals and, uh, of course, the Burning Bush podcast merchandise store where you can pick up T-shirts, mugs, stickers, magnets, things like that to uh, let other people know about the show. So thanks again for stopping by. And until next week, have a great day, have a great cigar, and God bless. Mm-hmm.